0: Let me speak to him right quick, though. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a real nigga. 12, please don't pull the trigger. I'm a black nigga trying to make figures. Will we ever come together? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real nigga. 12, please don't pull the trigger. I'm a black nigga trying to make figures. Yeah. Will we ever come together? What's going on y'all? It's Baby G, your local hood journalist, back with another episode on the Work the Conversation Podcast. If y'all have not been tuning in, this is episode number Trace. Yeah. Number three. I got three episodes in this week so we're just gonna kinda get right into it. Um if you're not following me on Instagram, please, 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 please follow me right now at that's baby talk TV. And I got a new setup. I finally got a microphone so i'm probably gonna do a little bit of behind the scenes while i'm in here recording but yeah i just got a microphone and we're gonna get into it i'm gonna take a sip of drink and we're gonna get kind of into it you know what i'm saying we're gonna be adding a couple things in here that's a little different you know what i mean this episode is gonna be a little different in my opinion because things are little bit i would say there's like a little bit of tension going on right now when it comes to you know police and guns and just kind of the world and that racial racial veil that we have over our eyes and so this episode is kind of gonna be me diving into some of those things that are put in our face and we see going into you know America well at least me living in America and seeing certain things so I would say like America, us as a nation and kind of like my perspective as a black woman really as just a black person and whether I'm a woman or a man just being a black person living here in America some of the different difficulties and disparities that we go through living certain lives and being just black (laughs) i would say but you know it's little it's a little difficult not even difficult to talk about it's just certain things that shit shit people don't even really want to bring to the forefront you know what i mean and i feel like certain things need to be brought to the forefront in order for us to kind of have those difficult conversations about because i mean like you could really talk about bullshit all day and be happy but when it comes down to it we need to know we have a right to know as people and as black people why is it that every time we turn around we we die you know what i mean like we just die for breathing at this point like we just die because we is you know what i mean so it's kind of fucked up in a sense to where we have to continuously see this shit in our face continuously see this shit in our everyday lives whether or not we doing something or not even doing anything it just depends like you could be literally just minding your damn business in your house being black and you could end up dead you know what i mean it's kind of fucked up you know what i'm saying how people got that has that you know it's kind of not even difficult to talk about but it's just a lot to di- talk about and i feel like it needs to be heard and i'm kind of tired of being not even put to the side but i write articles and i write pieces that i feel like should gain a lot of traction but because of so many white people or people in positions who are or who are white or happen to be white they kind of get pushed to the side like i wrote an article i wrote an article about Colin Kaepernick's recent uh limited series he put out in october and it was about how he basically wanted the black community and those who face difficulty as being black or mixed who you know could be black or brown but can whatever case if you are, it came down to if you are black, certain things you have to be I wouldn't even say have to be put through, but the way life is set up, you know what I'm saying? We go through certain things that we might think we shouldn't, but at the end of the day, we still kind of go through them. And from his perspective, being a black athlete in a predominantly white, you know, neighborhood or community, it was hard for him to kind of live in his blackness. And do certain things. And so, coming to that, me watching it and seeing certain things, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he was young. He wanted to break his hair and certain things. And so, his parents, being that he had adopt adoptive parents who are white, they don't know what it means to live in that cer- certain, you know, culture. They don't know what it means to be black. They don't know what it means to embrace their blackness or nothing like that because they just aren't that and even though they aren't I feel like it takes you know certain things for people to learn like okay if I have if I'm a white person with a white kid I should probably do my research on just a little bit of things and talk to my black child about certain things being that I'm white I can't make them do anything outside of that because at the end of the day they are black this is how they look this is how they're gonna want to be you know what I mean if I look a certain way and I understood my history and my culture that's what i'm gonna embrace you know what i mean so i just feel like certain things should be put in forefront when it comes to you know white versus black you know what i mean so moving forward you know kind of from that and thinking about certain events that have taken place in you know united states of america certain you know states and whatnot we're gonna kind of highlight the most recent 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 turn of events that kind of shook the world to fuck up, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even say shook the world to fuck up because a lot of people say it was expected. The the verdict or whatever. So, basically, what I'm talking about is Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse is the um, well, now I believe he's 18 years old, 18 year old white male who killed two people at a basically a Black Lives Matter protest in kenosha wisconsin so he was 17 at the time of the shooting uh he shot three men killing two of them uh the third was uh, injured but he is still alive but the other two are no longer with us The men were white men but that goes to show certain things you know what i mean regardless of who was shot it's the it's the act of the shooting you know what i mean in my opinion for this case you know certain things can be seen as uh he shot some white people why should we care you know what i mean it's not even about who he shot it's the fact that he felt so comfortable in shooting people or felt so comfortable that it was okay to do certain things that come at your house with a certain agenda in mind you know what i'm saying so kind of breaking this case down a little bit from my perspective we're gonna kind of start with you know the basics of it. so When I say the basics, I say basically, like, what happened? Okay, so to kind of give y'all some backstory and everything and and go into it, Kyle Rittenhouse, again, he was 17 at the time of the shooting where he shot three men, killing two, injuring one. And basically, this was the protest or the demonstration that was going on at the time was basically just, you know, Black Lives Matter, protest against police brutality of um you know someone who was shot jacob blake in the um, kenosha area you know what i'm saying so that's where the protest went down and i'm not like overwhelmed and i'm not like upset i'm just kind of just like taking this moment to educate myself i read three ap articles about this case uh the first article was the jury finds Rittenhouse not guilty in Kenosha shootings the second was it the second two articles i read were explainer articles explaining basically why did the judge drop the gun charge that um Rittenhouse had and the other was an explainer of what charges did he exactly face when it came down to the case itself or the trial itself so let's kind of get into it basically Kyle House. he killed two protesters in Kenosha injured one. They were all white. Uh he claimed that this was an act of self defense. And as I read about different things in the article, there were um, you know, certain things. One of the men that were shot apparently was diagnosed and was on medication because he was a bipolar man and they saw him and as far as the jury and people in the courtroom, they saw him as crazy. And so he was apparently acting belligerent during the time that Rittenhouse was in Kenosha with his weapon and everything like that. So, kind of backing up a little bit, talking about like his weapon, um, he had an AR style rifle as a 17 year old white boy, in the sense, because he was not a man, but 17 year old white boy with an AR style rifle. That should, you know, kind of have some things go off in your head like okay why is this 17 year old boy walking around with a deadly weapon type shit right but no in essence when it came down to it the people or the the you know the prosecutors and the defendants and everybody the lawyers basically dismissed this because well the judge dismissed this because of kind of a loophole in the wisconsin law at the time well, really, continuously right now, um, that one of their governors signed into play kind of back in the eighties, 80s, late eighties. 80s. Um, so, this was uh, a law basically allowing underage or minors to carry weapons in the, um, you know, in the light of hunting in the state of Wisconsin. So, you could be basically like seventeen if and own these sort of weapons as you know, as long as you're hunting and you have like super supervised supervision, you're supervised with the weapon with an adult and so on and so forth. Cause um apparently after reading these articles and educating myself, Wisconsin is a hunting state and so they're bit, very big on hunting and so they allow their you know, minors and underage people to carry these weapons in the spirit of hunting and hunting only but they did not necessarily kind of, I guess, justify certain situations or apply these laws into certain situations. And that's where we kind of come to that point where we have loopholes in these laws that are, you know, written by white people, made for white people. So let's be real about that. You know what I'm saying? We have these laws put in place for white people to get off. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like certain things you know a certain i can say like certain things certain aspects that is very very true and these same loopholes are used against those who look like myself black or brown or mixed you know what i mean not white basically is what i'm saying and so the shit that kind of hit the fan is a part of this trial a quote stuck out to me from um one of their you know people that spoke on this case his name was tom grieve tom grieve is from the milwaukee area he is one of their attorneys there and talked about different things that kind of went down into it and so as i'm reading the article now i can tell you exactly who mr grieve Mr. Grieve is and I'll give you the quote in just a second here here we go right here so Tom Grieve is a Milwaukee attorney and former Waukesha County prosecutor I think that's how you pronounce it w-a-u-k-e-s-h-a prosecutor and um he was a part of these things and certain uh points that he made or quotes that he gave were kind of strong and i feel like made sense and it stuck out to me one of the things that he said one of the things that he said was you have you have hold on y'all one of the things that he said was you have oppressive governments that thrive under poorly written laws allowing them to prosecute people whenever they want for whatever they want and he said that in this ap piece here that you know i got my information from And he said that, and I believe that Mr. Grieve is a white man, so I'm going to go with that. (laughs) But I only go, that goes to show that this white man knows that these white people are doing these things to these communities in order to, I guess, show that they're in charge, I would say. That's the best way I can put it. Not even show that they're in charge, but just to show like how certain things they think should be, and I guess that goes back to saying that they should be in charge because or whatever because of certain things um i'm kinda i'm gonna relate this back into like real world kinda when I say like these white people say this shit or whatever about you know loopholes and doing these things it's it's true, you know what I'm saying they use these laws there that are technically poorly written and confusing to even the judge of this case you know what i'm saying the judge himself that said he was confused by the wording it was poorly executed you know what i mean poorly poorly wrote and so i just think when it comes down to it having these people in these positions and even them saying like yo like we got some fucked up shit going on, you know what I'm saying? So how as as a as the judicial system, why is it or how is it that we have all these fuck ups and all these loopholes? Well, in my opinion, if I could answer my own question with, you know, solid evidence and everything which there is, which there is, hence all the police shootings, hence all these lynchings still going on in the real hence all these white people walking around with weapons killing people at random let's talk about it if i'm answering my own question this is happening because of you know the system's put in place by these white people again we have laws but written by white people made for white people you know what i'm saying made for white people to get off made for white people to do certain things made for us as a people when i say us i mean black and brown people made for us to lose in essence. You know what I mean? So it's kind of fucked up that we have to deal with these things every day. You know what I mean? So it's just being black can be an offense. You know what I'm saying? Kind of relating relating it back again to real world. I had an instance, you know, myself where being black and attractive offended somebody. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, why is it you why is it that you're offended by what I look like? by my natural you know what I'm saying by my natural appearance you're offended by my natural appearance and I don't appreciate that not even saying I don't appreciate it it's just like why I'm not understanding it so in essence to me I'm not understanding so I don't appreciate it you know what I'm saying so I just want to know certain things like it's confusing to me that people that built this country or people that put this country on to where sh it, where it is now we are looked at as dangerous. We are looked at as animals. We are looked at as unfit. You know what I'm saying? Basically. As a as a people. In this case, kinda kinda highlights that, you know, at the forefront. And I say that because let's turn it around. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say for instance, right? Me, I'm on trial for the same shit Kyle Rittenhouse did. Same exact shit, right? I got six charges against me. I'm a black female, got dressed. I had an AR rifle and I was 17 at the time. Now, I'm only using myself self as an example because I mean, you know, that's the best way I can do it. You know what I mean? I put myself in these situations so I could tell you how it is, you know what I'm saying? So I put myself in this situation now. 17-year-old baby G, holding a rifle, you know what I'm saying? Claiming Self defense after I done came to this peaceful protest from understanding. After I done came to this peaceful protest, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not gonna say completely peaceful because there were like some, um, I guess, lootings and like businesses that were kind of broken into. But in essence, the protest for what was happening was peaceful, you know what I mean? So I'm coming, I got my AR with me. You know, I'm strapped, 17 years old, strapped in Kenosha, where it seems like that's a, that's a white area. You know, a lot of white people is out there. Now, let's just say I'm out there with my gun, and I shoot two people. Well, I shoot three people, and I kill two of them. Now, I'm on trial, right? Y'all see Baby G on trial for killing two people and injuring one with an ar 17 years old now i kind of took it in an optimist optimistical way by saying y'all will see me on tv and i say that because if i if i'm being completely realistic and it was me outside with that ar at 17 years old looking how i look you know black got dressed you know what i'm saying all that good stuff i would be dead <laughs> And i'm not laughing at the fact that you know i would be dead i'm laughing at the fact that i gave myself a little bit of optimism by saying y'all would see me on tv basically alive you know on trial now i only say i would be dead because let's look at you know history and facts for a second you know black and brown people are dying at the hands of these police now if i tried to be a vigilante and do all these things the labels that they putting on written house if i tried to do these certain things i would be labeled as a threat i would be labeled as you know dangerous she a thug she did she that she tried to kill she tried to do this she tried to do this she tried to do this it would be seen that i created an atmosphere of aggression and the an atmosphere of violence just by holding a weapon you know, presenting myself with a weapon, being black with a weapon, you know what I mean? And I would say I would die because, let's be real, if a white police officer saw me with an ARO, no doubt, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, no question. And we all know that as a people, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no talking. They shooting first, asking questions later, you know what I'm saying? But with this guy, he got the chance to run around, he got the chance to do all this stuff he showed up with the weapon creating kind of creating that violent you know energy to where people didn't feel safe I wouldn't feel safe if a person if a motherfucker showed up to my front door stuff or to a protest I met with an AR I'm like hold up why he got that why he got that we don't need all that out here you know what I'm saying so for me to be put in that situation and for me to put myself in that situation I would just say like that shit is fucking crazy like let's be real realistic right now like I honestly believe if it was another black person or even myself in this similar situation there would be no talking there would be no talking about there would be no talking about whether or not I should be guilty or not guilty because I would be dead (laughs) I would be dead and then on top of that, my family like if I were to go to go to um be on trial, you know, after death and stuff like that, it wouldn't make no sense because I'm already dead. And then again, y'all still gonna try to persecute me in my death. You know what I'm saying? I killed two people as a black woman, and I tried to say it was self-defense. No, they're gonna be like, oh, well, she had this gun and da 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 da, this that and the third, whoo whoo. And I'm just gonna be like, well, I can't say shit because I'm gonna be dead, but. My family gonna be like, you self-defense, you self-defense. They not gonna give a fuck about that. They is not gonna give a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? These people, these judges and these lawyers, they is not gonna give a fuck about none of that. And I only say that because it's true. I only say that because it's true. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that the people that he killed. Oh, and let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I will another reason I would be dead is because the people i did kill would have been white so that would give him even more reason to kill me oh he's gonna kill white people that's racist that's a hate crime so it's gonna be a whole thing you know what i mean but i feel like in essence you know what i mean this white this white dude killed these other or you know did things to these other white dudes and so they like uh whatever (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's kind of like oh whatever even though he still took two people's lives you know what i mean? and it could be race that involved in it even though they were all white but i feel like with certain things we have to just be real with ourselves and with this case i don't think the people or the jury or the defense and all them i don't think they were really being real with themselves and thinking about these certain situations and playing it back and forth from all angles i feel like it was only one-sided and they just they just chose to go with that one side because even things that i read said that people that were witnesses had basically used his self-defense claim to build you know what i'm saying what they had to say or it made it had it influence what they had to say so what did that what does that tell you i tell you this right here right you me as a journalist i'm gonna be skeptical about everything so if you tell me it was self-defense i'm asking questions like are you sure it was self-defense are you sure of this are you sure of that first question i would have asked is why are you underage with an ar that's the first question i would have asked and it goes back into that loophole i was telling y'all about earlier to where the law in wisconsin says that these kids can have these weapons right as long as they are supervised and they meet a certain uh measurement as far as what type of rifle it is the law basically says if the rifle rifle is longer basically longer than 16 inches i believe then these young kids can carry it you know what i'm saying so that's the loophole you know what i mean why <laughs> why is it that guns are trying to be put into children's hands and from the article i read to answer that is because they want to potentially create lifelong gun carriers gun owners but let's be real you're instilling i would say violence into a child because let's be real guns are used for what violence guns are used as a tactic to instill violence so why is it that we are trying to create violent children to me that's what it looks like we're trying to create some fucking violent kids out here that's ready to shoot ready to go to war that's what it's looking like because we're letting them hold guns we're letting them do certain things before they even graduate fucking high school you telling me i can hold a gun at 17 and I'm, I barely got my driver's license? You telling me I can hold a gun at 17, but I can't even vote yet, my nigga? Like, make it make sense. It's a reason why 16 year olds can't vote. It's a reason why, or it's a reason why underage people can't vote. You can't vote till you're 18. You can't vote till you're 18. And it's a reason for that because they want to ensure that people are mature enough and ready to take on such things you know what i mean you can't have a 16 year old hot-headed motherfucker ready to vote for somebody and then a hundred million 16 year olds across the world fuck the world up you know what i'm saying and that and that's just my opinion like i said like this is all my opinion i'm just using what they put out and create you know creating my whole opinion on this everything i'm saying is pretty much subjective but i am Giving y'all straight facts, like I'm not shitting y'all when I tell y'all this case has legitimate facts. I'm presenting to y'all like the law. If y'all, if y'all want the shit, if y'all want the links, if y'all want all my information, my facts, everything, I will give it to y'all because all this shit I'm saying, my opinion is included in this podcast. But at the end of the day, I'm presenting y'all with the real information, which I want y'all to know. This shit is real out here, my boy. Like I don't understand why it's okay. To do certain things and i don't understand why white people think it's okay to do certain things but again going back to the case you know what i'm saying kind of going back to that quote i told y'all from mr tom greer you have oppressive governments that thrive under poorly written laws allowing them to prosecute people whenever they want for whatever they want and i agree 100 percent that's the reason why i'm telling y'all this this white man let's be real i believe he's a white man this white man said it So that again goes back to show y'all, like as America, as a nation, we are the oppressive government. I wouldn't even say we, they are, because I'm not in the American government to be like, yeah, let's change some shit. I'm working on it, not gonna cap. That's why I'm recording this fucking podcast. But let's be real, I'm not in a position to be like, Oh yeah, change do right now. No. I'm working on it for sure but to be real about it like I'm not in a position where as a black woman I can be like yes change is immediate right now I'm making it happen. I'm doing things every day to make it happen but again I'm only one person. But for him to say that and me looking at how America works and different things dating back to you know slavery you know what I'm saying oppressive government white people <laughs> Came over here to or came on over to Africa, put us on a boat and told us, like, you'll get this, you'll get that. Basically, brainwashing us, oppressing us without us even knowing, really. You know what I'm saying? Until we kind of got over here and started realizing, like, why the fuck are we over here? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Why are we being treated this way when we was home chilling? You know what I'm saying? And even then, I know it goes deeper. Than that because you can say oppressive governments include certain people in certain um religions or even certain um countries but i'm talking about america you know what i'm saying americans came and got us brought us to america <laughs> they came they put us on stolen land and it, it basically forced us to build the stolen land so that's going back to kind of the beginning of the episode when i said it's fucked up how we're being treated this way and we built this country we literally came and built this country after it was stolen from the Native Americans and those um reservations that we still see today you know what I mean this land is not the white people's I don't know who told you that but this land does not belong to the white man I'm telling you you know what I mean we the, the land belonged to the Native Americans you know what I'm saying people that was here living on reservations you know what I'm saying? Doing certain things, creating you know, cultivating the land. You know. England and all of them came on over and made made them assimilate, made them do certain things, and ended up, you know, saying, This is America. America is a Spanish name. You know what I mean? Christopher Columbus. You know what I mean? So that's a part of the European culture. You know. So it's kind of crazy that they came on over, said, you know, this is our land. Literally, this is our land. And then stole black people and said, build this shit up. That's fucked up when I mean, you really break it down. You know what I mean? And so, fast forwarding to 2021 from all the way back then, you know what I'm saying? We still see it. We still see it, but in a more. I would say tech savvy in a more way in a more tech savvy way in a more hmm subliminal way even though you can see it like plainly you know what I mean you can see it plainly but it's also subliminal like with our movies with our tv shows with our music but then you see it plainly with Kyle Rittenhouse uh George Zimmerman you know what I mean people like that you see it plainly with people shooting up stores. Let's say, you know, Kroger shootings, Colorado, the recent one that just happened a couple months ago. You see it plainly every day turning the news on. Black people being killed. White people doing this to black people. Or laws being put in place to hold black people back. And so on and so forth. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, a lot of these laws are meant to halt black community or hope the growth of the black community you know what I mean and so seeing the cow Rittenhouse house verdict and him being not guilty after being charged with six, six different things and found guilty um on five uh found not guilty on five of those charges and this midst of one it's kind of crazy you know what I mean I wouldn't even say crazy because some people were expecting him to get off and I I can see that I can see that you know what I mean I'm a person that see things from both ways and you know there were people that was expecting him to get off and there was people expecting him not to get off and I was on that side of the bridge I did not want to see him just get off for killing people regardless of who they was you know what I'm saying it would have made the situation worse if they was black you know what I mean let's just be honest you know it don't matter who they were they still were living people you know what I'm saying they still was people at the end of the day regardless of what they looked like what color they was you didn't have, you had no right taking away who are you you're not God <laughs> you had no right taking away their life and they're saying it was self defense ain't no way how you you can't and I I truly believe like I saw the video clip of um I believe one of the lawyers I'm not sure of his name right now one of the lawyers basically said you cannot claim self-defense if you created the violent you know atmosphere or the violent environment you cannot claim self-defense because that's just like me okay let's just break this let me break this down for y'all real quick so basically what i'm saying is you cannot claim to be a person who is defending themselves if you created the environment for you to defend yourself right okay let's say let's just let me give y'all an example let me break it down let me break it down real quick for y'all so boom i go let's say i go to a party i go to a party right and as soon as i walk in the party i'm like fuck everybody in this bitch bro first person that walk up on me i'll push them in their face and so as soon as that first person walk up on me and they like, what's up, bro? What you trying to do? Are they trying to, you know, fight me or whatever? I can't say it's self-defense if I walked into the party saying, fuck everybody, I'm beat everybody's ass. No. No, how you look? You look crazy as fuck. First, you're going to insinuate that niggas want to fight you when niggas probably minding their own fucking business. And now when somebody walks up on me saying, you ain't going to do shit and hit me or attempt to hit me, then I'm going to be like, Oh, oh my God, you just hit me. Oh, I got to hit you back. Self-defense. No, you can't act like that. Now, if I walk in the club or in the party or whatever, and I'm chilling minding my business, somebody come up on me talking about da-da-da-da, and they try to hit me. Now, that's self-defense. Like, if I'm minding my business, cooling, yeah, da-da-da-da-da, they walk up on me, boop, try to hit me, whatever, and I hit that ass back. That's self-defense. Not the other way around. That's just like you know what I mean. Somebody fucking. That's just, I don't even know. I gave y'all the example, <laughs> but yeah, y'all you can't do that shit. You can't claim self-defense in the situation you created, especially if it's violent. You know what I mean? You apparently you wanted that. You chose violence today. Today you chose violence. So now you you don't want that no more. And that's basically what this case is about. He chose violence and once it started happening he was like oh i did that no i couldn't have that's basically how i see the situation he was like oh yeah i'm gonna choose violence today i'm gonna go out there with my ar and then as soon as niggas feel some type of way or are feeling unsafe because they see him or whatever the case may be he decides to shoot him talking about self-defense now There are some moments in this case where some of the things seem like self-defense where they were trying to grab at the gun. He was hitting the head with a skateboard and somebody threw a plastic bag at him. And uh, one of the people who had a gun pointed the gun at him as he was pointing his gun at him. So now in the case, these are the points where they are like, well it looks like self-defense so it has to be self-defense instead of really really thinking about these situations and the type of environments that they are i only say that because let's be let's just be real right now if i'm a person that's if i have ar on me right and i see somebody or whatever that looks already upset are already you know mad or whatever i'm not about to go fuck with them and so i just feel like because he created this environment it allowed certain emotions to be in place and it allowed certain things to happen and you can't be mad at that you know what i mean so i just feel like if you're gonna present yourself as friendly then do that don't come up here with no fucking ar expecting shit to be sweet and you're supposed to be friendly no this ain't what you think this is but you know kind of getting towards the end of this episode and talking about certain things i honestly just feel like when it comes down to it when it comes down to it this this shouldn't happen um the jury on this case found him not guilty again on five charges um the charges if y'all want to know the charges i can list them real quick so he faced um five different charges and he was cleared on all of them the first was first degree intentional homicide not guilty attempted first degree intentional homicide not guilty first degree reckless homicide not guilty First degree recklessly endangering safety, not guilty. First degree recklessly endangering safety, not guilty. So he faced these charges, um, because of the you know the different things going on at the shooting in Kenosha, and um, you know the jury deliberated basically three and a half days on this. They did not necessarily release the racial makeup of the jury but it's presumed that the jury was all white from i'm guessing clips they may have seen as i'm reading the articles well as i did read the articles but they did spend three and a half days deliberating and i guess near the third day they came to a verdict but at you know at the beginning coming to the third day they did not have one but then you know they they looked over different things in the closing arguments basically, you know, came out to where he was not guilty. And if y'all do if y'all do remember, Renton House basically released or his um testimony was released, I believe, a couple not a couple of days ago, but maybe like a week or two ago, where he was seen quote unquote crying. I don't know what the fuck that nigga was doing on that stand because that was not crying. He looked like he was having a fucking seizure, if we being honest. But Apparently, you know, that's all it take You know, fake tears win or some shit. I don't know. I'm just beyond that's just my opinion, you know what I'm saying? I told y'all this is my opinion. If you don't like it, you do not have to listen to the podcast. But it's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like that was real. I don't feel like what he was attempting to do was real. Like I don't feel like any of what he said was genuine. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it was fake. He a eighteen year old eighteen year old white boy you know what i'm saying that could be privileged because he had let's be he he probably is privileged because he was walking around with an ar-15 apparently it wasn't even his it was bought for him illegally i don't i I just i don't know it was bought for him it even said that in the articles that i did read again if y'all want to read these articles i will link them because these articles i sat and read all of them because I'm just like yo this shit is completely crazy you know what I'm saying oh so it was seven counts I'm sorry y'all the last count the seventh count was failure to comply with an emergency order from state or local government so in the article it says Rittenhouse was charged with being out on the street after an 8 p.m curfew imposed by the city a minor offense that carries a top of a fine of up to 200 dollars the judge dismissed his charge during the trial saying that the prosecution didn't offer enough evidence to prove it oh wow these motherfuckers is just getting off but anyway as you as that statement just goes to show that these motherfuckers don't give a fuck like okay if it if if it if it was any black person they would have Oh, he was out past curfew. He wasn't even put he they would have been on his ass. All seven of these charges would not have been dropped if it was a black person. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. They would have gave whatever they the max to a black, black man or black woman. You know what I'm saying? But as I'm closing this episode, I do want y'all to understand, like, I chose to talk about this because it's coming to a point as a journalist that i feel like i have to voice my opinion more than write my opinion and so you know what i mean the way i'm saying that is i feel like it needs to be talked about more versus articles because i write articles all the time expressing my blackness who i am you know talking about different things that i face as a black woman and so i just feel like it's time for me to do more talking about it so people hear what I'm saying you know what I mean you could kind of get your own interpretation from reading something but hearing the emotion and hearing how passionate I am about being black being a black woman having dreads get not giving a fuck about what these white people think and not looking for what Colin Kaepernick say that white man stamp of approval all the fucking time I just really think that that's what it's about and so I wanted to do something different on this this week you know what I mean I usually write articles every week I took a break from writing articles this week for one, mental health and for just the sake that I felt like I should speak up. You know what I mean? I always write and I'm good at it. That's what I'm, that's what I know for my passion to to write, to be a journalist and write. But I feel like with these certain issues as a black woman, I have to speak up and let people know like this is wrong. And as a black woman, here's why it's wrong because i feel like our opinions as women first and foremost as women do not be does not look just are not looked at as like important or something that we should be like oh yeah we should listen to her no i just feel like sometimes black women can be seen more as sexual figures or more as test dummies on certain things because just look at history you know what i'm saying different things i learned from my home girl that gynecology started from basically white doctors experimenting on black women so think about it you know what i'm saying i just feel like with these things we have to speak up as a people we have to speak up as women you know what i mean and kind of some questions i had about just this case in general um i'll probably leave them up if you feel like you want to answer i'll probably put a poll up or something but just some questions i'll give you all some quick answers to myself from my personal you know perspective but if y'all feel like answering it's up to y'all um I said uh one question I have for kind of this case and generally speaking when it comes to black versus white um how does this look to viewers so when I say that I mean how does this look to like people here in America or versus like out of out of the country and so me personally I feel like we look crazy as hell <laughs> because certain things you just shouldn't you shouldn't do and this is one of them you cannot allow a person a 18 year old person at that to just get away with murder if we're being completely honest because the, i just feel like they let him go because he was white and he was young that's how i'm viewing it i don't see no self-defense because i feel like it was really self-defense you shouldn't have to shoot in a sense you know what i mean if you that scared you need to call the police like i only see it as self-defense if it's the only resort you know what i mean like say for instance you you trapped in your house and you got a gun and you can't call the police because they got you cornered you know what i mean but no this was like out in public type shit so it should have been police there so why the fuck why the fuck is you shooting but that's just my answer to question one but anyway uh question two is what can we when i say we i mean i guess black and brown do as a people or culture i really like i said i kind of explained this before i got into these questions i just feel like as a culture we need to be more vocal about these things like we can't make the change if we don't initiate it and so initiating it would be having more conversations. People do not want to talk about this shit, man. But we have to we literally have to talk about this shit all the time. Like it's it's crazy that we have to do that in order for it to gain traction. But that's what we have to do. Times has changed. We can't just say it one time and that be it. We got to be on it. It's the 21st century. And I say that because technology is gonna be our way to do it. People are always on their fucking phone so if we are always putting that message in their face they have no choice but to see it and more pe- the more people that see it the more people that understand the more people that could be open to making change you know what i'm saying so we just really have to talk about these things more and really stop being lazy and thinking that somebody's gonna do it for us because apparently these white people ain't doing it for us but i'm not saying all white people aren't but let's be real the people who are oppressing us and putting us in these positions are white so we have to be cognizant, you know what I mean, of different things, we have to know what's going on, so going into question three, uh, I said, how can we change or be the change, Uh, again, you know, talking about it, and putting ourselves out there for the world to know more about, and when I say put, put ourselves out there, that means sharing our black experiences, you know what I mean, so I go through different things as a journalist, I go through different things as a college student, I go through different things as a black woman. And so me putting my, not putting my entire life out there for people to know about, but putting enough out there to know I'm a black woman that stands for certain things, that stands for these things, that will be known and be seen, allows people into my life enough that they can experience or can gain some sort of knowledge from my black experience and so if we have more of that you know what i mean it could cause change it could initially be the change for people to learn more about black culture for more people to know ask more questions about black history for people to gain more substance when it comes to black people instead of being scared or instead of seeing what media presents us to be because i promise you media only does so much they do their job but they only do so much you know what I'm saying you have to talk to these people you have to get out there and learn different people different perspectives you know what I mean so question four that I had in regards to kind of this case and different things was what does this do for people and I put quotations around people And I feel like when I put those quotation marks, it meant what does this do for black people or people who are not white? I feel like (laughs) it makes makes more divide. And so what does that do, do for us? I feel like that makes our job harder to educate those who need it. And so it creates more of that aggressive, you know that aggressive perspective on black people, like we're just this, we're just that, and I feel like it's okay now. Being that you know, Rick House has been, you know, found not guilty and acquitted on all charges, I feel like now it's okay for people to do certain things to people without consequence. And when I say people, I'm generally talking about black people, but in this case, it's everybody because, like I said, the people that were killed were white. So, it doesn't necessarily put too much emphasis on black people when it comes to this case because the people, again, who were killed were white. But in essence, it allows those people who have prejudice against black people or have, you know, biases against black people to be okay with, okay, I can say it's self defense and kill me some black people. You know what I'm saying? So, it opens doors for racism. It opens doors for. murder it opens doors for a lot of things and i think what it does for black people is makes our job harder to educate those people it makes our job harder just to live in america because now white people can say self-defense even if we don't necessarily do anything even if we're just protesting our rights our blackness whatever the case may be it's okay for them to kill us and say oh i had to defend myself what are you defending yourself from sir All I did was have dress. All I did was look black or all I was was black. So what am I offending you with? Why are you scared of me? That's how I see the situation. Now that he done got off with this one, well, not even one, two murders. Now it's okay for more murder to come into play. So next thing, I'm not trying to speak it into existence, but let's just say the next thing we see on TV, oh, white person kills five black people in self-defense now now what can you say about that ain't no way you know what i mean and then like certain shit just goes into play with that um so kind of getting down to the last of the questions and i'm gonna kind of speed this up (laughs) i'm just really thinking about this shit man because it's something serious and i really think that people need more awareness man so where does this take us as far as the kyle rittenhouse case and i put where in history does this take us I feel like in history and in the times that we are living in, this makes us go backwards. But then again, we have to be aware that history always repeats itself, always repeats itself. And so when it comes down to it, this is a step back for us when it comes to history. You know, talking in uh, aspect of time, this is really step back for us because it should be no reason why two people in this situation lost their lives when it could have been easily 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 fixed like i feel like he had no real business being out there armed that way you know what i'm saying especially if it was protest but again i'm not in these people's head i'm not completely i'm not white i'm gonna be honest and i don't know if it's a white thing or what but me being black i just feel like it is unnecessary to do certain things so question six is the past our future Hmm. man that is a loaded question (laughs) is the past our future why did i ask that i only ask that because of what we're seeing today is very reminiscent of things we've seen back in the day when it comes to racism when it comes to you know i say genocide certain things that might be a little strong but let's be real but i wouldn't say necessarily is the past our future because if we just completely ignore the present we kind of missing out you know what i mean so i would say that we have to be aware of the past in order to live in the present to create our future that's how i would see it you know what i mean we have to be aware of our past in order to live in the present to create our future you know what i mean so taking those things from the past applying it to the present you know what i mean to live to make it and then creating that next move which would be our future you know what i mean so just being aware of our history, being aware of our past and how we can basically improve and create that future that we should have as Black people as a nation. That's how I see it. Uh, question seven: White versus Black or us versus them? Hmm. hmm. Good question, baby G. Damn, I did good with these questions, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be anyway, anyway take a sip of drink um i think that's a good question i wouldn't necessarily disagree with either one because it depends on the cases and it depends on what's happening in front of us um white versus black is generally what you see in media what you see every day on tv when it comes to police white police officers killing black people or you know whatever the case may be um, i really think it could be that and when i when i say us versus them i would say us standing on the side of justice and correctness and equality versus them who believe in prejudice racist inequality and supremacy that's how i see that so overall it's us versus them but within that us versus them is white versus black because like we have to be understanding of each other in order to become us you know what i mean we can't be i can't be black and you can't be white and we can't work together if we don't understand what it means to be black and what it means to be white you know what i mean i have to be able to sit down with a white person and be like you know this is what it means to me to be white i mean black and i would like to know what it would what it's like you know to be white and vice versa they would want to know what it's like to be black even though they would never have that experience from either side because neither one of us have been black or white you know what I mean I've only been black they've only been white so they would never really know how it feels you know and so I feel like in order for us to become us like us versus them in order for us to become us we have to then understand what it means when it comes to white versus black so when i say that as a black person you i always wanted to know if white people understood that they have privilege off the bat a lot of them do not know and the ones that do know aren't necessarily completely aware of it in every situation like i was watching a video um of interracial couples and one couple there was a black wife and a white husband um she said that uh, her husband was basically unaware of his privilege because he basically ran from the police and you know he didn't end up with anything only thing he had to do was like sit inside the jail or whatever even though he tried to outrun the police and so without him being aware of that privilege let's take it back if that was a black man that tried to outrun the police promise to you, my boy, you would not see him. <laughs> it would be out of here. It's not funny, but let's be real. Like if a black man did that. Oh, I'm sorry. Funeral arrangements are in place ASAP because he would have been dead. And this is the reality we have to live with. Black people are dying at the hands of the police. So let's be real. That's the reality for us. And I'm saying every time I got a shortcut on my fucking phone right now that says 12 and I'll press it. And as soon as I press it, it sends a message to my people saying I have been pulled over to the uh pulled over by the police. It's in my location and it starts recording the video. So if anything happened to me, I'm ready. Well, not necessarily I'm ready because I'm not ready to die, but let's just be honest. We're ready in that sense because we don't know who these white officers are behind closed doors. I don't have too much to say about everything that kind of went on i kind of explained myself in podcasts but this podcast is just bringing awareness to a lot of things and i feel like without awareness we can't improve and so this is what the basis of this podcast is about you know everything is literally worth a conversation over here with me baby g the local hood journalist please make sure y'all follow me on instagram at that's baby talk tv um if y'all have any suggestions anything y'all want to hear me talk about after hearing this episode please 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 do not be afraid to let me know because i told y'all literally everything is worth the conversation you know what i mean sometimes people just need awareness some people some people just need to know what's going on in the world and so that's why I took time To kind of dive into this case And my perspective as a black woman So if y'all I'm fucking with that nigga. You know what I'm saying Michelle share the podcast Again this is the Worth the Conversation podcast nigga, With Baby G Hit Love the hood journalist Tap in, we in. Hey, come with we going I'm, I'm, I'm a real nigga 12 please don't pull the trigger I'm a black nigga Trying to make figures Hey, ever ask, bro? Yeah, my heart dropped. Seen a cop behind me. And if he searched the whip, body drop, you'll find me.